0: From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult.
2: I was running out of time. Mr. K held Tasha and Angela, and I had to find them before Angela turned and attacked Tasha. I caught a whiff of fresh meat, like the smell of a slaughterhouse. I followed the smell down a side hallway to an unguarded door. I slid my hand into a groove in the bricks. A second later, I felt something and then... (laughs) My breath billowed out in a puff of smoke. With the sword of Pope Clement in front of me, I entered another, smaller room. Hanging upside down from hooks were multiple rows of naked bodies. They had been bled dry, their blood running in rivulets from the gashes in their throats to a drain in the center of the room. The bodies closest to me were very young and very old women. The other row contained men. Something had mauled these bodies. Hunks of flesh were missing from most of them. I was quite certain, however, that their throats were cut in this room. Some of them were probably alive when it happened. I made my way through the bodies. Based on the amount of decay, some of these bodies had been here for months. Two women I thought I recognized from the convent were having an animated conversation. Hey! Hey! Over here! They went on as if they hadn't heard me. Sisters, it's me, Harry, from the convent. I have to get out of here. Since the subtle approach wasn't going to work, I had to take more drastic measures. I was about a foot away when they both simultaneously turned towards me. Ah! I jumped back. If these had been the nuns from Tasha's convent, they weren't anymore. Their eyes were black, liquidy pools, and their teeth looked as if they'd been sharpened.
3: It's the infidel! Kill him!
2: They charged me. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange.
3: It's the infidel! Kill him!
2: They charged me. It was instinct more than anything that saved my life. Their hands opened and closed into fists when they fell forward into the hanging meat. The nuns probably didn't realize they were dead until their heads saw that they were three feet from their bodies. The eyes on one of the heads looked at me and its lips pulled back into a scowl. The hair on my arms stood up. More voices came from the hallway where the two mole nuns had been standing. Keeping the sword of Pope Clement in front of me, I walked towards the voices, my back flat against the wall. Several more women, their clothes in tatters, stood inside what could be best described as a giant kennel. The poor lighting made it difficult to see their faces.
4: Hey, someone's over there! Help us! Help us! Hey, please help, help us! Please, please, please! Help us! Over here! Shh!
2: Show me your teeth. My what? Your teeth. Show me your teeth. She seemed unsure of what I was asking, so I smiled at her and pointed to my mouth. Your teeth. I need to know if you've been changed. She took her thumbs and lifted her lips up so I could see her teeth, both top and bottom. Just a normal set of choppers. Have any of you been attacked by those things? Scratched or bitten?
4: Not that I know of. That horrible little man said we were to serve a greater purpose.
2: How long have you been here? I didn't recognize her or her friends from the convent, and what remained of their clothing was too upscale to be from the town.
4: I don't know. My church group came here for the tour about a week ago, I I think. Those things stopped our van and brought us here. Please, you have to help.
2: All of the women were gathered at this section of the cell. They were all in their childbearing years. Have any of your group gone missing?
4: Vanessa and Mallory were gone when we woke up. No one has seen them since. Please, you have to get us out of here.
2: If what Mr. K said was true, then these women were the breeding stock for his abominations. But why hadn't he turned them yet? Maybe he was experimenting with Vanessa and Mallory.
4: We really need to get out of here.
2: That's the problem. That horrid little man has two of my friends, and I need to get them out. I can't take all of you with me. And there are things in these catacombs that are worse than that horrid little man.
4: You can't just leave us here.
2: There were six of them, all looking pathetic and scared. I had to get to Tasha before Angela attacked her and converted her. By my guess, I had about ten minutes left. But what if the mole men came for these women while I was gone?
4: Please, we don't want to die here.
2: Okay, listen. I am going forward. I have to save my friends. You're welcome to follow me or try to find your own way out.
4: Either way it's better than waiting for those those things to come back and take us. Give us a fighting chance. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank, you. thank you.
2: The moment found us.
4: Do something.
2: Run. The women took off and I stood my ground. There were only a few of the mole men, but I didn't know how many would be coming if these abominations got word back that their breeders were gone. Ah! One of the abominations grabbed Macy. His hands were all over her. Don't you know that no means no?
4: Get up! Get up!
2: Another mole man hit me from behind, taking me down like a lifeless tackle dummy. I kicked back, connecting with something as hard as tree bark. The abomination grabbed the back of my hair and started pounding my head into the ground. I reached back with my free hand and found his face. In a second, I was digging my finger into his eye socket. I felt something like a ripe tomato. Then it exploded. The abomination released my head and tried to pull my finger out of his eye socket. I slashed up and back with the sword, slicing him from stomach to throat. I grabbed Macy. Come on, we've slowed them down.
4: What, what are those things?
2: Cannibals, abominations, freaks of nature. Call them what you want. They're bad.
4: Bad. Right. Got it. Stop running.
2: Macy was bent over, her shoulders heaving. I thought she might toss her lunch. She reached down and pulled off her heels.
4: If I had known, I'd have worn my running shoes.
2: Seriously? If you had known this was going to happen, would you still have come?
4: Fair enough. Where to, boss?
2: Harry is fine. Where'd your friends go?
4: They split. Different directions.
2: And you stayed behind why?
4: I like how you handle your sword.
2: I'm just warming up, toots. Come on, this way! We came up on a long hallway. Two of Macy's cellmates were on the other side of the hallway. A spider beast about as tall as me had one woman pinned on the ground under its pointed leg. The other woman was trapped against the wall. The spider's pinchers were snapping at her.
4: My god, What? what is that thing?
2: I ran to the spider and jumped on its back, pulling myself up by the long, hairy strands that ran over its body. It reared back, releasing the woman it had pinned. Its front legs kicked out, rotating in the air. Macy ran to the woman who had been trapped under the spider's leg and pulled her out, tucking both women into a crevice in the wall.
4: Harry, get down from there!
2: Are you kidding? Once you've ridden a Sogoth, a little (laughs) spike. The spider started kicking and jumping, doing its best to throw me off. I held on with one arm, the other holding the sword of Pope Clement. The spider leaned towards one side, then the other. When that didn't work, it crashed into the wall. The spider tilted back towards the side and slammed into the wall. I pulled back at the last second and spun the sword in the air. I brought it down into the front half of the spider's body. It shifted before I could hit my mark. I thought it was going to slam into the other wall again when it dropped completely down. Its legs pulled up and then bent backwards at their joints the tiny pinchers at the bottom closing in on me.
4: Harry! Look out!
2: One of the pinchers grabbed a small portion of the skin on my arm and squeezed. It was as if a hot, rusty nail was tearing through my skin. I tried to pull away, but the pincher was deceptively strong for its size. I felt it burst through my arm and blood started to flow freely. A pincher snapped by my nose. I pulled back with my grip on the spider's hair slipping. Another pincher was dangerously close to my sword arm. I growled and swung the sword in a circle around my head. Blue goo gushed out of the places where I cut the bottom part of its legs from the top part. A couple didn't get cut off, but they hung uselessly at odd angles. The beast wasn't going anywhere. It tried to reverse its legs, but most of them were laying in pools of blood, and the others were broken. I plunged the sword into the front half of its head and the spider moved no more.
4: Harry, that that thing bit your arm.
2: I'll be fine in a little while. How do you like the tour so far, ladies? So, you ladies coming with us? Okay, that was really more of a rhetorical question. I don't recommend staying here, but I'm not going to force you.
3: If you can point us to the door, we really don't want to go any further in this rabbit hole. We will find the van and bring it back here.
4: That's what we were trying to do when the spider attacked us.
2: Technically, it's not a spider. Spiders have eight legs. Actually, legs are a wonderful idea.
3: Your new friend seems a little flaky. Is he okay? Don't know.
4: Just met him. He can handle a sword, though. He can handle more than... Oh, my. He just tore off his shirt. He's picking up the legs of the spider, or whatever it is. Am I the only one who sees his chest? It's like it was chiseled out of stone. Even his ink is hot. What's your new friend's name? Harry. Is he single? Martha, you do realize we might die down here, right? All the more reason to make good use of our time. I call dibs. You can't call dibs. Fine, you get him first. I just want him to rub my... Shh!
2: I handed each of them a leg of the spider thing. I had wrapped parts of my shirt around the end furthest from the pinchers.
3: What? Whoa, this is...
2: Heavier than it looks? Yeah, it is. You want to leave? Cool. These will help even the odds if you run into any nasties. The legs of this beast are about the same density as steel poles. See these little hairs? No! Don't touch them! They're sharp enough to slice through bone. So is the pincher part. Keep your hands where I tied my shirt and you shouldn't get cut. If anything gets too close, swing. Don't stab. As hard as you can. When it's disoriented, you run. Don't worry about killing it. Just run as fast as you can. Am I clear?
4: Very. But how do we get out of here? Do you think i will make it?
2: If they stick to the instructions I gave them, they have about a 50-50 chance.
4: That's not very high.
2: Do you think our chances are much higher?
4: Well, I I was kind of hoping.
2: You and I are going into the demon's mouth, and they were running away. Think about that.
4: Yeah, but...
2: No buts. Kay has probably called all his men back from the outer corridors. Judy and Martha have much less in front of them than we do.
4: How do you know so much about this place?
2: About a year ago, my assistant and I were on a quest to find some magic stones. We fought, and I thought we had defeated Mr. K, that horrid little man, and his army of abominations.
4: Magic stones?
2: Yeah, the seven stones of Solomon. Very powerful. The holder of the stones could travel through time and become godlike.
4: Seriously?
2: Kind of a crazy story to just make up, don't you think?
4: And now Mr. K has your friends? Yes. How will you find them down here?
2: For a brief time, I held all seven stones in a special scepter. Magic, especially magic of that level of power, has a way of sticking to you.
4: I'm not sure I follow. Actually, I'm not sure I believe in magic.
2: We can discuss magic in church another day. Because I held the scepter, I can see snippets of things. Not clearly, but well enough to know that Tasha and Angela are about two minutes that way.
4: So we can get them and get out of here. That's good, right?
2: Yeah. It's not going to be quite that simple. Look!
4: Oh. My. God!
2: The hallway ended at a precipice over a grand ballroom. In the center of the room was Tasha, tied to a long stone pillar. Her lips were sewn shut. For a human enchanted, their strength comes from being able to speak spells. Kay wasn't taking any chances with Tosh. Sitting on the floor a few feet away was Angela. Hard to believe she just celebrated her birthday. Around the girls were thirty or so mole men.
4: We have to get through that? I do. Well, I'm not staying here, mister. I don't suppose you have another sword stashed anywhere
2: sorry can you swing a bat
4: clean up batter on my college softball team and our church team
2: good enough it's bases loaded and two men out your job is going to be to swing for the fences but first the plan
0: you want to possess me that's really kinky and a little weird
3: what's so weird about it something powerful is cloaking strange against me but i bet He's not cloaked against you.
0: You know I'm still a little sore from our last encounter.
3: Listen Finster, Leather and Lash are loyal to Lilith. They want to find Strange, torture him, kill him if they can, and then the fun really begins. I want to give him a reward. Why? Do I have to paint a picture for you? I want Lilith off the grid. Too many rules with her in charge. I need to be a free agent. So many pretties here. I'm tired of tempting old men who can't get it up without magic and a buttload of Viagra. I want to have men line up to spend a night with my pertness, willing to do anything I ask and paying whatever I demand. If Lilith returns, it's back to the preacher's retirement home. or. The geriatric ward in Florida for me.
0: Still not sure what I got to do with this.
3: I need to find Strange before Leather and Lash. He needs to lead me to Lilith so I can kill her. You think you can kill Lilith?
0: (laughs) Not even Strange was that bold.
3: Strange is a hairless ape. I am a demon. You are a child amongst giants.
0: Ah, bitch! Lilith is almost eternal.
3: Let me worry about her. I had planned on getting inside Strega to find Strange. Mmm, that would have been tasty. But since she's on her way to the Vatican...
0: What do you mean, Vatican?
3: Do you really think we trusted you not to screw up? I've been on your scent since you first went to Carmen. Oh, Carmen, you have to help me. The mean girls are after me. Really, Finny? Running to a human? Have you no shame? Uh, well, I, uh, you
0: know, I, um...
3: I couldn't get to Strega before the priest took her. But I knew you would run to Haxons for protection. You're as predictable as a teenage boy with a heart on So, what do you say, Finster? Are you gonna let me in? Or do I have to take what I want the hard way? This is just wrong,
0: don't you wave that finger at me.
3: I hate balls. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this part. You may feel a little pressure in places you don't normally feel pressure, and it may... Ah, what the
0: hell are you doing to me?
3: <laughs> Hurt a little. Ooh. You've got some twisted ideas in here, mama-like.
0: Please, hurry up, this isn't fun anymore.
3: Oh. Patience. I haven't been in possession of a man this way and... Ooh, Ooh what do we have here? Hey, you want to be careful with those. Why? I don't feel a thing. Ah, why did you break my bones? You're a demon. It'll heal. Isn't that pain exquisite? I love pain. Especially in others. You want to get this over? I'm feeling a little violated here. <laughs> violated? Nah. This is violated.
0: Hey, no! Stop! No...
3: Be glad I didn't ask you to turn your head and cough, unless you want to.
0: Please, Lace, stop screwing around. Just find straights. Oh, ah, it just burns. That's how do humans survive demon possession.
3: Most don't.
2: Macy and I quietly made our way to where Kay held Tasha and Angela. We were about halfway down the steps when the smell hit us like an exploding sewer. We had to stop. It was a mixed blessing. Well, nauseating, the smell cloaked our sense from the mole men's keen sense of smell. You okay?
4: Right as rain. Is that a monk?
2: She pointed to a prone body whose skin had been peeled away from his arms and his head scalped. His face was literally torn off and his eyes burned out of his head.
4: That wasn't done for food.
2: Correct. This was Torture. The monk's robe was open, at the top a chain like a necklace hung around his mangled throat. Could it really be? I gently pulled on the chain. It was wrong to feel glee, but I did. Because there, stained with blood, was a fob. It had a safety cover, and under that cover was a single red switch. The detonator! Wear this under your shirt. We'll need it to blow this place later.
4: It's not going to explode, is it? I mean, I won't accidentally set it off.
2: Nope. You need to open the heavy plastic cover, then flip the switch. Probably has a short delay. Macy seemed happy with that response. It'd be nice if I felt as confident. No more delays. We have to get Tasha out of there. Even if you see the Pope in a chicken suit, we keep moving.
4: 10-4, boss.
2: We stopped at the bottom of the stairs. We wouldn't have any cover from here to Tasha. I looked at Macy and winked. She propped the spider leg up just like I showed her. It was game on. I slashed at the closest Mole Man, neatly severing his head from the rest of his body. I spun and stabbed into the chest of the next Mole Man, his arterial blood splashing back on me. The third Mole Man I sliced across his midsection, deep enough that I may have caught part of his spinal column. His viscera poured from him despite his best effort to keep them in. Hey. I was working my way away from Tasha, drawing the mole men to me. It was working. One ran behind me and I slashed backward, over my head, easily cutting his skull in half. I spun and saw Macy easing her way toward Tasha. I jumped and spun, slicing through two more mole men. They were all racing towards me now. Hey. That was Tasha screaming. There were too many mole men around me to see what had happened to
5: her. Das, stop.
2: The mole men froze. I stopped, my sword in front of me, blood and flesh slowly dripping from its tip. Three mole men held Macy. Tasha didn't move, and her mouth was bleeding as if someone had punched her.
5: Bravo, Mr. Strange. Your tenacity and resourcefulness impresses me.
2: Kay was standing in the center of the room. Somehow I missed his entrance. The mole man nearest me took my sword and held it by his side. Two other mole men took a grip on each of my upper arms.
5: You are quite a skilled killer, Mr. Strange. Are you sure you're a good guy?
2: Step over here and I'll prove how much of a good guy I am.
5: Always so macho. Perhaps you need a good castration to help calm you down. Well, hello. Who is this tasty little treat?
2: Stay away from her, Kay.
5: I must say, Harry, you do have an eye for the ladies. Watch this and be amazed, young lady. Your name is Macy Robinson, a relatively new convert to a xenophobic, homophobic, misogynistic collection of miscreants and 'er ne'er-do-wells that claim to be the one true church. Such foolishness. Now, let's see... What would make someone as lascivious as you go from easy lover to church lover? (sighs) I smell a man. It's always a man, isn't it? Did Strange tell you why he brought you down here? Shut up, Kay. You're his bargaining chip. He's going to try to swap your... (laughs) Maidenhood for sweet, delectable Sister Tasha.
4: I don't think so.
5: Well, maidenhood isn't really accurate considering your tartness. (laughs) Now admit it, Mr. Strange. The thought of swapping Macy for Tasha crossed your mind, even if just for a second.
2: Kay and Macy were staring at me. I looked at the two of them and smiled. I backfisted the mole men who were holding me. They doubled over. Next, I kicked the one holding my sword. I spun, picked up the sword, and continued my spin. I came to a stop directly in front of Kay, tip of my sword at his throat. The mole men started to move
5: in. Das. Stop. (laughs) Well played, Mr. Strange. Unfortunately, about three seconds too late. (laughs) I'm hungry!
2: Sister Angela's conversion was complete, and she was charging towards Tasha.
1: Harry Strange Episode 205, Bases Loaded Two Men Out, was written and directed by Tony Serechia and produced by Breanne Ahern. All material is copyrighted by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Kellen Stennett, Emily Jane, Clay Duggar, Brian Troxell, Trisha Groves, Kimberly Tyler, Jason Tyler, julie ivy joe roche tish parmalee and jackie costello to keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator visit our facebook page at facebook.com harrystrangeradio send your questions comments and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com harry's opening theme music was written and performed by lance hogan and is copyrighted by lance hogan and used with his permission Incidental music and character themes were written and performed by Ryan Lassard and are copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at music at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin MacLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin MacLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night.
0: There's a new radio station coming to your town. Everybody knows about talk radio, but not everybody likes talk radio. It's too
1: right wing. It's too left
0: wing. Oh, uh-huh, you moron. All is an idiot. Starting soon on a station near you, the radio format you've been waiting for. It's not talk radio, it's shut up radio. Just give a listen. Let's go to the phones. You're on shut up radio. Hey, yeah, let's talk about taxes. Let's not. Next caller. Congress has just passed a bill that's gonna. Ah, shut up. You shut up. You shut up. Make me. I don't make garbage. Yes, it's Shut Up Radio. It's not conservative. It's not liberal. It's a breath of fresh air. And what's your beef, caller? I have no beef. I just wanted to say hi. Finally, a caller with nothing on his mind. Go ahead. Hi. Shut up, Jabberjaw. When talk radio gets on your nerves, switch to Shut Up Radio. They have no opinions on anything. Remember, a station that's apathetic is a pathetic station. Thanks for calling Shut Up Radio. We'll have less after this.